0: Hi, this is Luminous Star. Welcome to the channel. All of you who are current subscribers, my stars, my stars. (laughs) Thank you so much for motivating me and keeping me inspired to keep this channel active. Today's video, finding the purpose of an unhealthy relationship with a narcissist. All of you who are visiting for the first time, why don't you join the star family by hitting that subscription button below. For everyone who's watching, I wish you the very best and thank you for your time. Don't forget to like and share the video. Topics of discussion. You are part of the dynamic in the unhealthy relationship. Second topic. Becoming aware of signals that you send out. Third topic. Every relationship has purpose. First point. Choosing to take responsibility for what and how one has contributed to his or her relationships, good or bad, is very challenging. Facing the self is not what many of us want to do. But if one lives long enough, he or she may find that in order to live life more abundantly, taking responsibility for one's own life is a must do. Let's move forward. Every individual is a part of the dynamic of a relationship, regardless if that relationship is healthy or unhealthy. Every person consciously or unconsciously chooses to play his or her role within that dynamic or that relationship. Dysfunctional behavior is not acceptable or excusable in any relationship. Every relationship consists of people who either have knowledge of how to have healthy relationships or not. Pause. So everyone who chooses to invest in an unhealthy relationship unconsciously or consciously chooses to comply to that unhealthy relationship and they choose to play a dysfunctional role. Now, when it comes to the narcissist and the personality, the relationship right out the gate is going to be dysfunctional. This is usually unconscious. Who says, well, I'm going to go into this relationship that's unhealthy and play a dysfunctional role. (laughs) Nobody says that. Nobody thinks that. Most people go into a relationship, healthy or unhealthy, with the best of intentions. The narcissist, however, I think is a safe bet that he or she, they do things that are very intentional. Okay? So when they are juggling shenanigans, when they are reaching into their trick bag, right, (laughs) of all of the tactics for source supply... They're doing this intentionally. It's usually not unintentional because he or she has a false self image to remain relevant. So the narcissist is trying to gain source supply at every turn. So their actions tend to be a little bit more intentional. The narcissist and or the close the personality, their intentions is to gain source supply, which is why I stated that when they behave the way they do, it's usually not unconscious or unintentional because they have a false self image to uphold. So they're going to get that source supply by any means necessary. Every individual is a part of the relationship, whether it is healthy or unhealthy. So everybody comes into that relationship unconsciously or consciously agreeing to play a particular role. Let's move forward. Unfortunately, children who are not taught how to defend themselves against people who have a predatory nature such as a narcissist, a B personality, and those who may be bullies are groomed to behave codependently. These children will grow into adults who send out signals, which suggests that he or she has a weak defense therefore are primed for source supply. Pause. So narcissists and cluster B personalities and those who have a predatory nature, such as a bully, they are looking for the signals which suggest to him or her that this person or targeted prey is a person who has a weak defense. They're sending out signals that show that they are primed for source supply. A lot of children who are groomed to behave codependently, they send out such signals to those who have a predatory nature, such as narcissists. So the narcissists and cluster personalities they are consistently on the prowl for fresh blood and new meat. The narcissist and the cluster personalities' worst nightmare is to totally run out of supply. So when people are groomed to behave codependently, unfortunately, he or she sends out signals unconsciously that they are prime for source supply, and that they have a weak defense. Let's move forward. The subconscious mind will seek out scenarios to match what he or she is familiar with in the guise of people, places, and things. Unhealthy relationships will be unconsciously repeated until or unless he or she realizes their behavioral pattern. Pause. So narcissists and close to personalities, while they are out scoping for supply, they're scoping out again for people who have those signals that suggest to him or her that they are primed for source supply. So the subconscious mind will seek out scenarios that are very familiar, such as not being very good at defending his or herself against those who have a predatory nature, such as a narcissist or a cluster personality. This scenario is very familiar to that particular person. They don't know how to defend themselves effectively against the narcissist or the clospic personality. The subconscious mind seeks out the same scenario. We human beings, we're creatures of habit. So again, the subconscious mind will seek out scenarios in the guides of people, places, and things that are very familiar. The subconscious mind is something that I want to suggest to everybody watching the video to research. Because it is the subconscious mind where there's a particular programming that plays out in our lives. And most of the time, we are unconscious to it. But as soon as we realize certain signals that we're sending out, and we check out our behavioral patterns, we can change it. The people who don't realize this are the people who are going to continue to repeatedly engage and involve themselves with closely personality types. And those who have a predatory nature, such as a narcissist, they will continue to invest in unhealthy relationships unconsciously. So as soon as they become conscious to the signals they send out and their behavioral patterns, right, (laughs) then they will be able to change that. But first, they have to realize or become aware of their behavioral patterns. Studying the subconscious mind more than likely will be a game changer, We are creatures of habit, so we do unconsciously seek out scenarios in the guise of people, places, and things that are very familiar to us, even if it's very painful and unhealthy. Let's move forward. The first step is to take full responsibility for his or her choices to repeatedly invest in unhealthy relationships. So, yes, your parents may have started the ball rolling, okay? (laughs) But you can stop that ball from rolling. By first choosing to take responsibility for your part in the unhealthy relationship. This is a very powerful move. It may not seem like it, but it keeps the narcissist starving. Because a lot of narcissists like to keep people reactionary. So if you continue to blame the narcissist, so to speak, for your part in the relationship, then the narcissist continues to be supplied. He or she likes the tit for tat, the cat and mouse game, and the blaming game. The narcissist loves this because they can eat and feed off of your energy field because you're being reactionary. That's what the blaming game consists of. You have to really be reactionary. But when you take responsibility, in other words, you become responsive instead, you keep the narcissist starving and they have to go elsewhere to find source supply. So, the first step is to take full responsibility. Let's move forward. By becoming more mindful and aware of behavior and thought patterns, one can begin to practice improving emotional regulation, personal boundaries, and self-preservation. Taking responsibility for one's own choices can prove to be a game-changer. Pause. Yes, by taking responsibility, again, a person is choosing to respond therefore taking responsibility, which leaves the narcissist starving. The narcissist cannot eat off of the energy field or they cannot feed off of the energy field of one who chooses to not be reactionary, but to be responsive instead, therefore being responsible. So when you think about being responsive, think about taking responsibility. So when a person chooses to respond, to the narcissist, they are taking full responsibility for their own, which keeps them in their own personal power instead of giving it over to the narcissist. The narcissist cannot feed from person who is responsible or who takes responsibility for their own. You don't take responsibility for the narcissist. Of course not. Taking responsibility for your own part and the relationship can absolutely be a game changer and it is very powerful. So when a narcissist and your personality is seeking to feed off of the energy field, they look for people who are reactionary. Reactionary means to act out. So the narcissist and a your personality they can feed from that all day long. They cannot feed from a person. Who is taking responsibility or choosing to respond? So, when a person becomes more mindful and aware of behavioral patterns, okay, and thought patterns, then this is another way that they are self regulating. The narcissist in a cluster personality, they don't know how to emotionally regulate. The closely personality in a narcissist cannot feed off of the energy field of someone who is aware or mindful of their own behavior patterns and thought patterns. How can the narcissist feed from them? They can't because this person is taking responsibility for their own. Instead of being reactionary and giving their personal power over to the narcissist. So the narcissist can continue to feed off of their energy field. Emotions is energy in motion. So when that energy starts to move, it goes towards the narcissist. However, when a person takes responsibility or chooses to respond, then they maintain their own energy, which goes right into emotionally being able to regulate the self or self-regulation. Which is something that the narcissist cannot do. So again, when a person chooses to take responsibility for their own, they maintain their own personal power. Let's move forward. Taking some time out to grieve will place many things into clear perspective, such as finding the purpose of the unhealthy relationship with the narcissist, how you tend to do relationships, and who you are. Narcissists do not invest in healthy relationships because that would entail personal boundaries and responsibility of every participant. Embrace your capacity to be responsible. Pause. So the narcissist in the Cosby personality, as I stated before, they don't do healthy relationships. They don't invest in healthy relationships. Everyone in the relationship cannot respect or practice personal boundaries as long as the narcissist has something to do about it. The narcissist is not going to permit anyone in the relationship to practice personal boundaries. That's a no-no. So the narcissist does not invest in healthy relationships. The narcissist does not take responsibility. So people in the relationship who are attempting to practice, first of all, taking responsibility. As I stated before, I went into why it is important to take responsibility for your own Because that leaves the narcissist starving. Secondly, the narcissist does not like it when anyone practices personal boundaries. So taking responsibility for your own and practicing personal boundaries kind of go hand in hand. So that leaves the narcissist starving. Taking some time out to grieve will place many things into clear perspective, such as how do you tend to do relationships? Okay, who are you really? And what is the purpose of that unhealthy relationship? Every relationship, good or bad, healthy or unhealthy, functional or dysfunctional, has a purpose. It may not feel too good, <laughs> but every relationship has a purpose. So yeah, embrace your capacity to be responsible. And not only that, to be able to emotionally regulate and to self regulate, be very proud of that because the narcissist doesn't know how to do any of those things. And you see what kind of emotional and spiritual shape they're in. Right, let's move on to the next point. Ah, okay, here we go. Embrace your capacity to be responsible, caring, and strong. Unlike the narcissist, every relationship has purpose. Therefore, valuable lessons are to be learned in order to continue to thrive forward in life. I think I skipped a slide. No, I didn't. I'm good. (laughs) All right. Embrace your capacity to be responsible, caring, and strong. Unlike the narcissist. Absolutely. The narcissist has none of those things. Okay. They don't have any of that as a part of their characteristics. This is often why narcissists are jealous of those who don't have a close-to-be personality or narcissistic personality. Those who are capable of loving and caring and nourishing others, secretly the narcissist is very jealous of. So yes, embrace your capacity to be responsible. Embrace your capacity to be caring and strong, unlike the narcissist. Every relationship does have purpose. So I want to challenge everybody watching the video, find out what the purpose is of the relationship with the narcissist because that means valuable lessons are to be learned in order for you to continue to thrive forward. So when we don't learn the valuable lessons, guess what? We repeat those particular scenarios. We repeat those types of relationships that are very painful. This is one of the reasons why some Continue to invest in unhealthy relationships with people who have a predatory nature, such as the narcissist and close to personalities. Because they haven't answered that question, what is the purpose of the relationship with the narcissist? Once a person answers that question, they don't have to repeat that scenario because they've learned the valuable lesson. They passed the class. Now they graduate. Let's move forward. First tool. Clarify your intentions, whereas it pertains to your relationships. Your intentions ensure what and who will manifest in your life. Pause. So by making clear intentions, it can pretty much guarantee that that's what's going to manifest in your life. In the form of people, places, and things. So clarify your intentions. For instance, you're involved with someone romantically. What are your intentions for that relationship? Is it to have children? Is it to get married? Is it to grow in a certain area of your life? Is it to become more financially literate? Because that person may be better at finances than you or vice versa, right? (laughs) Okay, are you there to grow with the person? Clarify your intention. And that is what's going to manifest in your life. When a person does not clarify his or her intentions in a relationship, then all kinds of havoc can wreak, okay, and come up in that relationship or really in their life. All kinds of things. It's like a domino effect, (laughs) okay? All types of things can come up that are very unpleasant because the intentions were not clarified. Okay, tool number two, research the subconscious mind and how it functions. That's (laughs) self-explanatory. All right. Third tool. Research shadow work. Do not disregard your experiences of the unhealthy relationship with narcissists. Your emotions need a constructive outlet. Okay, so just a suggestion. Research shadow work. Shadow work is not going to be very pleasant. (laughs) I'm here to tell you that from experience. Because this is when a person faces his or herself. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And your challenge to embrace yourself and accept yourself and love yourself 100, regardless of the good, the bad, the ugly. Nobody's perfect. So this is what shadow work is about. When you notice certain things that may be unconscious, such as the type of signals you send out. See, when you do shadow work, those things become clear to you. One of the best ways to love and care for yourself and to really get to know yourself is to face the fact that you had an unhealthy relationship with the narcissist, how were you affected by that? That's very scary to face that, but it's very effective. So, face how you were feeling, what you were going through, and how you were affected. Now, come up with the solution on how to thrive forward, how to build your support base, because the narcissist is not gonna help you with that. So, do not disregard your experiences of an unhealthy relationship with narcissists. That's a part of your story. It's not who you are. It's just an experience you had. Embrace yourself. You made it. You thrived. Don't take that lightly. Your emotions do need a constructive outlet. So make sure you have a support base. You're the one that's going to be navigating the support base. It is your call. Who's going to be involved? And what will your support base consist of? Okay, so draw up your blueprint and then get started with working your support base. Last tool, take steps to envision your life without the narcissist. Your purpose-filled life has nothing to do with the narcissist unless you say otherwise. Pause. So do take steps to envision your life without the narcissist. See, one tool that's very effective that I think a lot of people overlook is visualization. It's very powerful. So if you can envision your life without the narcissist, that's one step. Again, it's very powerful. But when you journal, there's nothing wrong with envisioning what you want your life to look like. How do you want to feel, right? So when you think about sitting by the ocean or running by the ocean or standing watching the ocean and maybe a sunset, how do you feel? Capture that feeling, that emotion, and hold on to it. As long as you can. Again, visualization is a very powerful tool. So I want to suggest, especially to my stars, to try that out. What would your life look like without the narcissist? Your purpose-filled life has nothing to do with them. Notice how when you envision yourself having a great time, how the narcissist has nothing to do with it. (laughs) You know, some of us have imagined having a great time. And a lot of the times in our imaginations, the narcissist is nowhere to be found. Some of us have had wishful thinking. Okay, I wish the narcissist will hug me or kiss me or treat me better. Yeah, those are wishes and desires. But when it really gets down to it, how many of you have had those visions of having a great life? Maybe you were more financially gained. Okay, maybe you were more Uh, Maybe you were healthier. Maybe you had more wealth. Maybe your life was just, I mean, you just envisioned your life being everything that you ever dreamed. Where was the narcissist and all that? Exactly. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Not really, you know, they were not really around too much. So your purpose-filled life has nothing to do with the narcissist unless you say otherwise. So as long as you attempt to include the narcissist in your life, whether it is emotionally, sexually, financially, spiritually, so on and so forth. Okay, as long as you continue to do that, then yes, that's another way that you are saying that the narcissist is the center of your world. You're saying this, so it is so. However, if you switch that and you start to imagine your life without the narcissist before you know it, it will manifest in your life. He or she will not be in your life because you first envisioned it and then you stop including him or her in your life. You started making decisions without his or her say. You started to change certain things in your life that had nothing to do with the narcissist and you don't invite them in your life. For instance, you started going to social events without the narcissist. You discontinue to be emotionally available to the narcissist. That's another change. Another thing you may have started doing is to not share with the narcissist some of your most intimate details in life, okay? Some of your most embarrassing moments, some of your most traumatic moments. You stop giving the information to the narcissist, okay? So visualization, again, is a very powerful tool. And you can also incorporate that with your journaling. Let's move forward. Critical questions. What is or was the purpose of the unhealthy relationship with the narcissist? Second question. What and how do you choose to contribute to the narcissist's life? Why? Third critical question. Do you have a support base? If so, what and whom does it consist of? If not, why not? Last question. Are you still making the mistake of holding the narcissist accountable for their dysfunctional behavior while pursuing him or her for validation? Pause. I think the highlightable question is the first question What is or was the purpose of the unhealthy relationship with the narcissist? I have mentioned this in some of my videos before, and that is once you answer the question, What is the purpose of the unhealthy relationship? then it's a game changer because every relationship, good or bad, dysfunctional or functional, healthy or unhealthy, yeah, it has a purpose. There are lessons that are to be learned, and once those lessons are learned, you graduate, you can move on. You don't have to repeat that scenario that was so painful. Some of us have made the mistake of investing in unhealthy relationships over and over. Because we didn't answer the question, what was the purpose of the relationship with the narcissist or whoever it was that the painful relationship was with? Once you find out what the purpose of the relationship is, that's another way of learning the valuable lesson so you don't have to repeat the painful scenario. The subconscious mind seeks out what is familiar. All of those scenarios that are familiar until we become aware of sending out the signals. Then. Until a person becomes aware of their. Behavioral patterns. Then it will continue to be played out. That's where the subconscious mind comes in. So those particular things that we are familiar with. We seek out unconsciously. So until we become aware. Of the signals we send out. Our behavioral patterns. It will continue. And we will continue to invest in unhealthy relationships. So the relationship with the narcissist and closing personality, even though it was painful, it still served a purpose. This does not mean that you were cursed or you're a bad person. No, it had a purpose. So find what the purpose of that relationship was. Once you answer that question, you will not have to repeat that scenario again. What and how do you choose to contribute to the narcissist's life and Why? So, what do you choose to contribute to the narcissist's life? Is it sex? Money? Is it compliments? What is it? What do you choose? What do you choose to contribute to the narcissist's life? And why? Do you contribute sex to him or her because it boosts your confidence? That's just an example. So, what and how do you choose to contribute to the narcissist's life? And why? So the how aspect of your contribution looks like this. You choose to contribute sex to the narcissist because it boosts your confidence. So when you contribute sex to the narcissist, how do you do that? So how, also meaning what's the energy behind what you do? Do you do it from a place of love or fear? So are you fearfully having a sexual relationship? with the narcissist because it boosts your confidence that might sound a little you know funny (laughs) to some of you listening but think about it the how is the energy behind your contribution third critical question do you have a support base if so what and whom does it consist of if not why not so the support base again is a game changer if you have the support base who have you reached out to A clergyman, a mentor, a life coach, a trusted friend, a trusted family member. So who's a part of your support base? If you have not built your support base yet, why not? Is it because you're fearing that you're not going to thrive forward? Is it because you fear offending someone or hurting someone or disappointing someone? This is your life. So once you become committed to your healing, then you're probably going to be less fearful. Last critical question. Are you still making the mistake of holding the narcissist accountable for their dysfunctional behavior while pursuing him or her for validation? The narcissist and the customer personality will not help you to gain closure. They will not provide you any authentic validation or apology for their part in the relationship. Forget it will not happen. So are you still making the mistake of holding them accountable? Are they responsible for what they have said and done in the relationship, their contribution, in other words? Of course they are. The narcissist, however, will not take responsibility. This is what we have to face. So when the relationship with the narcissist and close to personality is over, of course people want closure. The narcissist, however, is not going to help or support someone to gain the closure. So when a person pursues the narcissist for the validation or to help him or her gain closure, it is proven to be a mistake because the narcissist is not gonna take responsibility for their contribution in the relationship. So it will be a waste of time and energy and a mistake to hold them accountable. The narcissist in a close personality will not take responsibility. For example, say you have an object in your hand. And you hand it to the narcissist. You may wish for the narcissist to take it. However, she or he doesn't have to take that object. You're offering that object to him or her to take it. The narcissist does not have to take it. This is what's going on here. When people are pursuing the narcissist for closure, for validation, for an apology, for an explanation of why their behavior was as it was in the relationship. It's a mistake. It's a waste of time and energy. So that's where the accountability comes in. See, a person can request to the narcissist to be responsible and held accountable for their actions, but the narcissist doesn't have to accept. So the narcissist and the Cosby personality, you know, I'm quite certain they get a whole lot of people pursuing them. In requesting that they be held accountable and take responsibility for their so-called dysfunctional behavior, the narcissist usually turns those requests down. This is why it is often a mistake to pursue him or her for validation, to help with closure and to take responsibility, pardon me, to take responsibility for his or her actions. It's just not going to happen. So, I just want to suggest not making that mistake. You know, I did that once and I'm telling you, it is not very pretty. The narcissist and the close personality, they do not take accountability, nor do they take responsibility for their so-called behavior that is dysfunctional. Okay. They don't do that. So I just want to suggest again, not making that mistake. All right. Having said all that, I want to thank everybody for joining me today. And wherever you may be right now, I wish you the very best. I'm Luminous Star. Stay tuned for more videos.